Prosecutors, former Bills punter Matt Areza wasn't present during alleged gang rape. The recently released 200 plus page transfer details exculpatory evidence in the case in the case versus Matt Ariza. Okay. <clears throat> Last August, just days after earning the starting job as Buffalo Bills punter, rookie Matt Ariza was the subject of a civil lawsuit, alleging that he and two San Diego State football teammates participated in a gang rape of an intoxicated 17-year-old girl. While little was known publicly, San Diego police spent nearly 10 months on the case before forwarding it to the district attorney without a recommendation for prosecution. The bill said they also knew about the incident, investigated it, and decided to employ Matt Ariza anyway. The graphic allegations in the lawsuit, however, create a public frenzy. It included a claim that during October 15, 2021 party at a home near the SDSU campus, Ariza led the girl into a bedroom where at least three other men waited. Once inside, Ariza threw the girl onto the bed face first, the lawsuit read. The girl went in and out of the consciousness while suffering through the horrific rape. It lasted an hour and a half, the lawsuit read, before she stumbled out of the room, bloody and crying, in part because multiple piercings had ripped through the skin during the attack. Within days, Bills cut Ariza, who due to his record-breaking NCAA career and an 82-yard punt, in preseason game had earned the nickname punt god we just think it's the best move for everyone to move on from matt and let him take care of the situation buffalo general manager brandon bean said ariza remains out of the football despite prosecutors announcing on december 7th 2022 that after conducting their own 124-day investigation wouldn't press any criminal charges in the case however few details let alone their reasoning or additional sculptor evidence were included in the initial statement. A fuller picture of what police and prosecutors found, however, is now available in via 200, po 200 plus page transcript obtained by Yahoo Sports of a 100 minute meeting in which a deputy district attorney offered a detailed explanation to the girl and her attorneys. Perhaps most notably, the district attorney's office concluded that Ariza couldn't have led the girl into the alleged gang rape because he left the home at around 12.30 a.m., an hour prior to which the evidence suggested the gang rape would have occurred. He wasn't even at the party anymore, Deputy District Attorney Trisha Amador explained. Later, Amador stated of the timeline events, all I know is that at that point, suspect Areza is gone from the party. So he wasn't there. My thing is, what is a 17-year-old girl doing at a college party? You're 17. What are you doing there? See, that's what they don't talk about. You know, you have a lot of these girls going to these parties who are underage. You have no business being there. Additionally, prosecutors told the girl that video recording of the incident in the bedroom made it impossible to determine, let alone prosecute anyone, whether there was a gang rape at all that night, rather than consensual sex with other men. And looking at the videos of the sex tape, I absolutely cannot prove any forcible sexual assault based on what happened, Amanda said. Amanda said, the accuser's attorney, Dan Gillian, could not be reached for comment to Yahoo Sports. In a statement to Fox News Digital, Gillen said his client won't be bullied into dropping the civil lawsuit. It's not going to happen. This case is going to trial and we'll face a rise of the talk, he said. 
Gillian told CBS 8 in San Diego that the witness on whom prosecutors based the opinion that Ariza was not present during the alleged gang rape was a buddy. The dual investigations by police and prosecutors include more than 35 witness interviews, including some of the girl's friends who came to the party with her that night. The results of the sexual assault team exam conducted following day and 10 search warrants that produced four terabytes of information, including numerous short videos of some of the alleged encounters. They led authorities to come to vastly different conclusions than what was alleged in the loss in the civil lawsuit. Prosecutors explained to the, to the girl and her representatives in a sensitive, detailed manner during the meeting, allowing questions and pushback from both the girl and her attorney, Azara, whose life has been upended since he was named in the civil lawsuit, hopes that this is enough for NFL teams to take a second look at him despite the civil suit still being active, according to his attorney. He and the two other players named in the suit vehemently deny any gang rape or knowledge that the girl was below California's age of consent, 18, or whether she was intoxicated. People are going to say you're victim blaming. If she wasn't there, this wouldn't have happened. Too many times you have underage girls sneaking into these parties. For what? You're victim blame. No, I'm not. Okay? You had no business being there. You're 17. Any sexual contact Arizona has, had, has said was consensual. And now here, essentially, our local prosecutors making him, making his case for him, via a recording that not very jurisdictions provides. For Areza, the most powerful exculpatory evidence came from a number of short videos of the encounter between the girl and two or three men in the bedroom. Timestamps show it occurred about 1.30 a.m. Citing a witness and other information, prosecutors concluded Areza had left the party at 12.30 a.m. Amanda explained to the plaintiff. The lawsuit additionally alleges that Areza knew or should have known that the girl was only 17 years old and that she was heavily intoxicated. What was she doing there? Were they checking IDs at the door? The girl and some other high school friends became aware that the par that a party was being thrown at the house just a few blocks from the SDSU campus. The group let themselves in through a back gate. Witnesses interviewed from the party includes two of the girlfriends with whom she arrived, said she didn't appear to be drunk at the time. Other witnesses said she was telling people she was 18. A witness who was in the house gave a statement saying that at least one point in the party that you made a statement telling people at the party you were 18. Amanda explained to the accuser. Another witness at the party, a different one, says that she specifically heard you say you were 18. There was additional evidence cited by Amanda from a recording from a party the night before at a different residence in which the girl says on camera she is 18. The civil lawsuit alleged that soon after the girl's arrival at the party, she was separated from her friends and Azara led her over to the side yard of the house where he told her to perform sex against her consent. Arezzo, however, has always maintained that he had never led her into a private area of the backyard and she walked back there while he was urinating. Witness testimony gained again, including the girl's friend, played a role in the prosecutor's decline to, pre to press charges. The witnesses say that shortly after you arrived at the party, you left and came back shortly thereafter, Amanda Amador said. You told a friend, I just had sex. You didn't appear unhappy. You appeared to be having fun 
and that the encounter on the side of the house with Matt, suspect Arezzo, was consensual. Oh, boy. Amanda explained to the girl that additional witness testimony alleged that at the period of time you are approaching men at the party saying, I want to explicit, I want you to exclusive me. And if you don't exclusive me, you're an expletive. While the civil lawsuit claimed that right after the Arizona encounter inside a, inside a yard, in, I'm sorry, in the side yard, the football player led her into the bedroom in the house. The timeline established by authorities was much different. Prosecutors said that shortly after being with Areza, witnesses said the girl again left her group and came back to report that she had had sex with different men, with a different man. Again, prosecutors explained witnesses suggested it was consensual. You had returned and then came back and said you had sex with a guy. This would have been the second person that would have been in the progression of that evening. Amador said, again, you described as you're described as being okay, not scared or distraught, seemingly happy, seemed consensual. Again, you're not intoxicated at this point that anybody would know you're intoxicated level at the point that they would not be able to tell you that you weren't be, wouldn't be able to be given given consent to be give to give consent. Amador said, the timeline prosecutors pierced together suggested that this encounter occurred at 12:55 a.m about a half hour after Areza had left the house. This incident occurred on a living room sofa with one of the football players who was also named in a civil lawsuit. Parts of this encounter were filmed on a cell phone. The prosecutor said the footage from the cell phone did not suggest any forced behavior. There is nothing in the videos that sound like you were saying stop or this hurts or anything like that. Ted Manasor, an investigator for the San Diego County District Attorney's Office, said at the meeting. Prosecutors offered to show the girl and her lawyers all the videos they called from cell phones. The girl watched one during the meeting before deciding that that was enough. None of the lawyers in the civil case or Areza himself has seen the videos because they involved sex with an underage girl. Areza's legal team is trying to acquire the videos through a court order as a way to defend him against these allegations. Mm -hmm. Gillian wrote in a court filing that Areza not appearing in any of the brief videos did not prove he wasn't there. Just that he wasn't filmed. Hmm. Prosecutors also said that the video from the from the bedroom shows the girl piercing piercings was not ripped at the time and she was not bleeding from any wounds. Amador said her behavior in the videos made prosecuting anyone for rape impossible. I don't see any elements of force being used in a sexual encounter, Amador said. The civil lawsuit is continuing and requires a lower threshold of proof than criminal charges. Like I said, man, this this 17-year-old, she had sex with multiple men, and she feels embarrassed now. This happens more times than you think. A lot of these minors... You slip in, you come to these adult functions, college parties, to sleep with, co with college dudes. Hell, they are, you know, you know, young teenage girls in high school. They go sleep around with college, with, uh, with men that are, what, 18, 20 years old. All right? They do this all the time. And it's not grape. It's not grape at all. 
consensual, and now she feels bad about it. I hope he sues her for every penny, because this is nonsense now. And hopefully he'll be able to get back his career. Hopefully. Let me know what you think in the comment section. All right. That's it. I'm also on Spotify. If you want to check me out. Uh, on TikTok. Anything else you want to know about this channel? It's in the description box. Later.